Welcome to Highlander Rewatch, the podcast where each and every week we talk about another facet of the Highlander universe and talk about it in painful detail. I'm one of your rewatchers, Kyle. And this is Eamon. We are here to talk to you about some fun Highlander-adjacent viewing that we've been doing today while we've been scanning oodles and oodles of Highlander catalogs Mm -hmm. and Peace magazines and other hot nonsense associated with this franchise we love. Hot nonsense. Well, it's hot because Adrian Paul is in it. Yeah. And it's nonsense because they're trying to sell you Highlander-themed brandy snifters. Yeah. And Highlander operas. Yeah. And Highlander... We saw a chess set. It's actually all performed by Opera Man. Opera Man. <laughs> boy, boy. No, we're actually not going anywhere yet because we haven't started talking about what we're doing here. And guess who just joined us? It is our third rewatcher, Roast Keithy Oefi. Hello. But we were... Uh, Eamon, you were about to tell us about the chess set. <laughs> yeah, so there was a really expensive chess set, which was, what, five payments of $200? I think it was only $130, oh but God. not that that's much better. <laughs> There's not much in that catalog that has like payment installations, so that's something. Are you allowed to pay for it all at once, or do you have to make the installment? No. You have to make the yeah. <laughs> They do not want your money now. They only want your money in drips and drabs over the course of five months in the hopes that you don't go bankrupt from all the Highlander shit you bought. <laughs> wow. They, they drive a hard bargain. Does yeah. anybody have that out there? Yeah, does, it... like, does this a thing that even exists? For real. Not sure. I'm not entirely convinced it ever got manufactured. Hmm. You yeah. should uh, let us do know. it on spec. Who knows? And ship it to us. It's probably yeah, very expensive. Yeah, expensive. A lot of bubble ship. wrap, please. And you probably, if you only paid $700 for it, it's probably not important to you. (laughs) You probably don't care about it at all. But we're here today to talk about something very fun. Well, fun's maybe the wrong word, but it's fun at times. Yeah, so uh, we've been sitting around scanning all day. I guess you guys have probably said that. And we've been watching some Highlander-adjacent movies. So one of our favorite guests and directors, Mr. Clay Boris, we watched his first like feature-length film, Alligator shoes. How are those different than crocodile shoes? Uh, different skin, no tears. Oh, boy. You never hear that. of alligator tears. That's true. It's always the crocodile tears, baby. Croc tears. It was an interesting movie, and I think the version we watched was from Canadian television. Yes. Cabbage Town is featured heavily, which Clay told us about. Definitely. I believe that's his home home turf. Mm-hmm. It stars uh, his brother. That's right. And as, and as his brother in it, <laughs> and his mother. Uh, and I think a couple other family members are in there, too. Probably. And, we, we have not pointed out, Clay is in it as an actor, extensively. Yeah. Thor- like, this is full-on Clay treatment. I yeah. thought it was great. I enjoyed it. I mean, it's an independent, yeah. kind of low-budget movie. Uh, you know, so don't expect it to be like, I don't know, what, what would be comparable to this? Mission Impossible 2. Sure. Yeah. Impossible. John Woo's Mission Impossible <laughs> yeah. 2. That, I can't stand that movie. There were less dubs That movie's the worst Mission Impossible movie. The I mean, worst? I, did you see the first one? I like the first one. Do you not like the first one? I don't one? like it. Oh, I like that one. The, f- the first one's way better than the second one. We might have to fight off camera about this. Like Let's do it. Yeah. I mean a physical fight. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll lose. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. I am not large. Hmm. But it has, uh, I don't know, it's got Clay's kind of sense of humor to it. Clay wrote, wrote it as well, or co-wrote it, I believe. And uh, so we should talk about what the general plot is, I guess. Uh, <sighs> it's not as like, lin- I don't want to say it's not linear because it, it doesn't like flash back or anything like that. But it's like, Kyle, you described it as like small vignettes. Like there's like slices of life and you follow these characters through different, like it's kind of different emotional touchstones through the movie, I would say. Like there's, it's not like a plot driven movie. It's like 
people right. are it's like family stuff and it's yeah, like a family drama the plot thing in it is clay's aunt comes to live with them and she's had some mental health issues and i guess that's where the the conflicts quote-unquote come from in right. the movie but a lot of it's just like clay's brother uh fighting with people uh <laughs> jipping people is that a bad word to say yeah, uh, yeah I, th- I think that's what i think that's what we're not supposed to say anymore um because it's a racial slur against the gypsies oh okay um hustling i'll say every day i'm hustling, hustling. that that's a slur against people who work hard i'm just kidding and <laughs> hustler like magazine it's like it, it's like i i imagine this all comes from a real place in clay's life like him and his brother are called frogs at some point right, right? multiple times re- resulting in one one of like ten bar fights in this movie. Yeah, it's the beer budget for this movie is high. Like the amount of beer that was drank, drank, drunk. I never drunk. know how to do this one. Slam drunk, slam drunk. In this movie is phenomenal. Like just cases upon cases of like Labatt's. Like, yeah, literally. I mean, at one point, I'm pretty sure they load six cases of beer into a car, and we we are treated to that. Yeah, Clay has a necklace that's a bottle opener. Yeah, it's, it's very near and dear to his heart. Clearly, uh, literally. Um, but yeah, and also it should be noted that this aunt is younger than Clay and his brother, whose name is Ben in the movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's Mike and Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Mike and gentle Ben, ben too. Gentle Ben. Uh, <laughs> the gentleman. So like, it's got a sort of weird graduate sort of like incestuous quality to it as yeah. well, which is like very unnerving throughout mm-hmm. the movie, especially because she's dealing with like mental issues. Like this, this movie has like some very uncomfortable scenes that are great like it delivers like it made me feel uncomfortable which is what i want i shouldn't say that's what i want a movie to do yeah but it made me feel something like sometimes you watch a movie and you don't feel you know i don't know you don't feel happy or laughing or whatever like it made me uncomfortable to watch so that's good yeah which also was interesting because there are all these kind of uproarious kind of moments. Like, there's a lot of, like, drunken brawling and, like... Well, the main character, I suppose, is Clay's brother. And he's kind of a grifter, used car salesman type character. So there's lots of funny interactions kind of driven by him. And then that gets kind of juxtaposed against these kind of hyper-intense mental illness-related scenes that, you know, made for an interesting launching experience, for sure. And there's like some philosophical stuff like the the two car- I mean the two brothers are kind of diametrically opposed like Clay's brother like we said he's a used car salesman and he's like ripping people off a lot he gets in fights like uh and Clay is like he works in a factory like they argue about this it's like well at least I have like I'm learning a trade I might might, might not make as much money as you do but like I'll have something to show for it afterwards and eventually like Clay decides to move out of his parents house he's like I just want to be on my own and his brother doesn't understand like he's like why don't you want to be at home like mom does her laundry mom cooks for us like all this sort of stuff like so they seem to have very different outlooks on life. And so, yeah, and the, the idea of the, the alligator shoes, like, he buys them at the, the start of the movie with money he has just gotten from ripping someone off because it's $600. Right. It almost has, like, some Scorsese qualities to it, but it's a lot can, less plot driven. Yeah, but you could totally see, like, the archetypes of a lot of these characters being plopped into a Scorsese movie, which is, I don't know, which is interesting. It's to its credit. And the fun, like, interactions with the family, like, they're pinching each other, and, like, yeah. they're, like they obviously have, like, an internal language among the family, like, that they all are in on some sort of joke. And it's nice that the movie kind of just shows that to us. Like, I think it's neat that we just get to see the family. Also, it's eternal, an internal language in that they all speak French, and some of this movie is French, and I did not get those parts of it. But, interesting tidbit, mentally ill aunt also doesn't speak French, nor does she get 
this internal language that they're all using when they're like pinching each other's butts and shit. <laughs> so yeah, definitely check out Alligator Shoes. It's on YouTube. You can watch it. Uh, the transfer looks great. Like it's in HD. Um, I like the look of these sort of old movies we were talking about while we were watching it. I was like, oh, it's like this great old Kodak film stock. Like you can see the grain. Great. Yeah, graininess. It's got like a. It's a very warm looking. Mo- like all these movies from this time period, like have this warmth to them, which I think is really neat. And also, like Clay's a great director. I think I. I can't believe he like kind of taught himself how to make movies. Like he takes his time, sets up great shots, moves the camera around really well, like effectively, like in the bar. Like he he's able instead of reshooting or resetting shots he kind of just pivots the camera gets a two shot gets a three shot all in one take which is nice we should maybe talk about one of the craziest scenes in the movie the the beer drinking scene oh yes yeah all right so before we talk about one of our favorite scenes in the movie we always do like a weird food review during these mini episodes just for funsies uh so Eamon, do you want to open up this mystery bottle here i've wrapped it so no one knows what it is it's wrapped to the suspense question marks it looks like a booby trap left by the riddler (laughs) it's got question marks all over it Ooh. It's probably going to shoot out snakes. So it's a bottle. Oh, snakes. Oh, it's a basil seed drink. Yeah. Passion fruit flavor. Excuse me? You say basil seeds? Basil seed. It says pran on it. Uh, and it just, it kind of looks like salad dressing. <laughs> it has a. Uh, <laughs> that does look like, look like salad, salad dressing. It has some seeds afloating. Yep. Yeah, uh, like it reminds me of Orbits. And Do you the, guys remember Orbits? It's like natural Orbits. Orbits isn't that like an insurance company or or something? Well, there was an the insurance game they got in there yeah. into the Canadian soft drink game. What am I thinking of? Or- Orbits no, was Orbitz a tra- an insurance. No, no, no it's Orbitz a travel. No, well, there is an Orbits gum. There's also an Orbits travel agency. Kind that's, of with like a, a kayak. that's with a Z or a Z, as English people might say. I don't want to drink this. Who wants you to don't drink this? Drink it. <laughs> You can try it. You like a passion fruit. Do I? Yeah. I mean, I'm very passionate. He's a passionless man. I'm going to open it up. I love The bottle's got a grenade-style top, which is great. So we're going to fill this up with um, alcohol later and throw it in a window. So here we go. Has anyone ever had basil seeds before? No. Oh, it's real thick coming out. Like It's like soupy. This is goopy. Yeah. This is gooping. Here you go, Kyle. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Ew. I like the way it smells. You know, it, it smells like one of those lychee chews that, like, you'd get that has, like, the jelly with, like, a suspended peach of, piece of lychee in it. It actually doesn't taste that bad, but the consistency is mm. awful. I love it. Tastes great. Has a consistency, like, thin jello. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, each of the basil seeds have, like, a membrane on it, which gets, like, jelly-y. So if you like, uh, like, chia seeds. If like you want your you... drinks to have membrane, yeah, this is drink. something for you. I'm into this, but it is very strange. Highlander. <laughs> That's right. All right, so let's talk about one of our favorite scenes in, one of my favorite scenes, at least. In... So is this a scene where he's drinking, like, 30 glasses of beer? Yeah, so it's so crazy. So the setup to the scene is Ben, Clay's brother. And the aunt go to this, like, real divey local bar because there's real people there, mm-hmm. which is funny because that's something, like, Clay talked about, like, seeing him in person. He's like, you got to drink where the real people are, which is right. fantastic. Anyway, uh, but they meet this, like, real sleazeball who instantly starts hitting on the aunt and, like, looking her up and down. It's real creepy, and he's, like, touching her. And so then he wants to show off or whatever and thinks drinking 30 beers in, what, 15 minutes? 25 minutes. 25 minutes will impress the lady. Mm-hmm. Well, I think part of it is a setup by one of the Super Boris brothers. He tries to bait him into doing it because right. I think he's like he's, he's running him. interference. Right. So they, they bring 30 beers over, and they're small, they're small like half-pint beers, right? Yeah. And, oh, he's got to do it handless. So this right. guy, he's doing this for real. He is picking up glasses with his mouth. 
leaning back and just chugging beer after beer. And he does it for like three or four of them. I think I am willing to bet he does all of them. No, I, I think he does. I think they ran the whole shot and just he just kept doing it, and they just filmed it from different angles. One of the glasses breaks in his mouth, and right, he like is like teeth, spitting glass he spits out. Spits glass out. This is this is real filmmaking, man. It is. Well, we heard from Clay and from Ken Gord that like this is how he like he didn't know about spe- like how to do special effects, so it's like oh we have to fight each other. Let's just punch each other right. in the face. <laughs> so this is kind of similar to that. It's like I don't know, just chug. Just and chug. The glass breaks. It breaks. If it breaks, it, was it breaks. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's an emotional roller coaster of a movie. Is this book? Yeah. Soundtrack. I like the soundtrack. Oh, it really builds a lot of tension. There's like some fun chase scenes kind of in it that the music really helps drive home. The music's great. Absolutely. Is favorite part in the movie or a favorite shot? This is going to be hard to explain. But after a weird incest related scene, <laughs> there is also a human shaped dummy that the mentally ill ant very slowly drags up the stairs oh, yeah. and the camera just lingers there while she drags it up step by step and you hear the boots of this weird dummy clanking on the bottom while brother Boris is like at the bottom of the steps just looking up and it's like a really long uncomfortable shot and it's great. My favorite shot is this the ant is looking in a mirror and the, yeah. the music is like haunting and she takes her lipstick and draws... Well, there's voiceover because one of the, uh, again, again, philosophical tenets of the one brother, Ben, is that he hates people that feel sorry for themselves. And he says they're better off, like, dead. And so that's, like, playing over and over in her head on loop while she looks at herself. And then she draws, like, a lipstick circle around her face, around her eyes, and around her lips. And the camera just hangs on it. And it is so haunting and disturbing. It's it's really good. It's really creepy. Was this before or after he fights the handicapped? This after. is after. Yes, he fights a person that cannot walk. A self-described cripple. Self-described yeah. cripple. He, he punches him. Decks him. And he flies across the and room. And then that's this worth the dining companion shakes his hand. He's like, that took a lot of guts. And he yeah. shakes his what hand after he punches this guy out. That, that scene was worth the price of admission, like alone. Yeah. So anyway, go on YouTube, uh, search Alligator Shoes, and show your support for Highlander director Clay Boris, and leave a comment. Uh, on our Facebook page, if you like the movie, and we'll share it with Clay. So, Do it. There we go. So, thanks again. Uh, we'll be bringing you more movie reviews uh, over the next couple of weeks as we binge scan things. And uh, there we go. So, Islander. Subscribe. Go on, whatever. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we've been here rewatching some key. <laughs> this is Kyle. This is Eamon. Bye. Bye. Bye.